Nick Osario speaks at the NFL Combine press conference. Did he give you any main course with his proverbial words, Salad? Cody and I discussed why you should be optimistic after hearing Casario talk about the present and the future. And to tie it all in, we want to develop a great team here that we can deliver wins to the city of Houston. We want to deliver a championship here to the city of Houston, and that's what it, that's what it'll be about. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure to be sure to excuse me to follow and subscribe to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube and all on your major podcasting platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football General Manager GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in all caps. I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by none other than Sports Illustrated's and Credential Texans' own media member, Cody Davis. Nick Serio is in Indy. Was in Indy on Tuesday. He we'll better talk be. about Brandon Cooks. Right. We're talking about <laughs> Brandon Cooks and how the Houston Texans are on the same page and dive into that for today's show. But let's open up with Nick Casario and Indy. Cody has some interesting things to say. What were your takeaways from Casario press conference? Yes, sir. As you mentioned, um, Nick Casario had an opportunity to speak to all of the media members at the NFL Scouting Combine on Tuesday. And John, he made several great points that we're going to talk talk about today, talk about tomorrow, and talk about through all of next week as well. Because I do believe, once again, and I don't know if there's like a new leash on Nick Casario, but it seems like over the last couple of times we had an opportunity to speak to him. And when you go back and listen to some of his press conferences, it seemed like he's willing to give more information unlike in the past. And one of the big things that I took away from Nick Casario's press conference is the fact that him and the Houston Texans are not interested nor concerned about trading up for the number one overall pick. And they do not care about which team that who are in talks with the Chicago Bears at this very moment with the possibility of trading up for that number one pick. We all know Whoever that team is, they also have their eyes set on either CJ or Bryce, the top two quarterback prospects entering this year's draft. And my favorite part of that press conference, the, the my favorite part of what Nick Casario had to say about that situation, he said, every single time you go into a draft, you always have about three to four prospects at every single position that you are looking at. If somebody takes one guy, you just move on to the next one. And I love that because that is something that you and I have been talking about a lot here on this show, how, one, it did not make sense about the Texans moving one spot ahead so they could pick, they, they could have a better opportunity to give their pick between CJ or Bryce. But once again, this also shows me that a lot of teams, and of course for this conversation we're talking about the Houston Texans, that 
I don't think too many teams see a difference in between CJ and Bryce and Nick Asirio, his statement statement let me know right off the bat that at the end of the day, with the number two overall pick, they will be getting a quarterback, and they do not care who is sitting at number two. One of my more, inter- more interesting um, quotes from Nick Serio came after he was asked, what does having a lot of draft capital give you in terms of moving around in the draft? I thought that was interesting. His response was along the lines of having extra draft, draft capital gives you optionality, which you don't necessarily excuse me, we don't necessarily always have uh continue where we've created some type of optionality for ourselves or organizationally in the end it's about what do we do with those picks with those resources and he continued by saying i don't want to say it's a 50 50 proposition but in some respects it is but the later you get in the draft the percentage goes down i think we position ourselves in a pretty good spot so what do we do now in terms of actions will be more important than anything else. And I took away from that thinking to myself, are the Texans buyers during this offseason? I mean, excuse, excuse me, sellers in the offseason. Will they look at moving around from the 12 and 33 overall pick in order to maybe acquire a player that they believe can really help them out right now? And if there's a move out there that could help this team be more competitive, I think they could possibly strike. Another uh, interesting quote, from Nick Casario was focused on 2023 with an eye to 2024. I've talked about this. We try to look at it in a two-year window. So 2023, 2024, how are you positioned? Draft capital players in the contract, cap space, and all of those things. I wanted to combine that by saying, listen, if there's a move out there in this draft that can make this team better now and for the future, I don't think – it's far-fetched to think that Nick Casario won't make that move to bring in a player, to maybe give himself some more optionality in the draft if somebody wants to move up and that deal is, you know, good enough to, to too sweet to pass on. I don't think Nick Casario is aiming to have a rebuildish type of year. Hmm. I think this team really wants to be competitive, right? And so optionality, saying things like that and looking at, 2024 with an eye on 2024 they're going to do some things this offseason that is going to help them from the last offseason where they was able to kind of build a foundation with some of the drafted players with some of those free agents that they picked up last year and they're going to look to get this team better than what it was and so i i think with the optionality thing for nick Casario, his mind right now is focused on just building a better team that can be competitive. And I think that with either one of those two picks, it's a possibility that Houston may move on from them if it makes sense. And it should be because the one thing that I did not want to see Nick Casario do going into this offseason is hit the reset button once again. Because remember, this seemed, is year one for D'Amico. This is yeah, year three for, for Nick Casario. Nick Casario. And, so he wants to and, go out there and win some games. Exactly. And that is very important because, and, and I understand that this franchise was in totally different spot the last two years, but every time they brought in a new head coach, David Cully, you hit the reset button. Um, Lovey Smith, we thought that it was going to continue to build off of what took place the, the previous season, but you end up hitting the reset button again, and it kind of backfired a little bit. But now it finally seemed like, 
Nick Casario is ready to move forward, John. I like the fact that you pointed that out because I would not be surprised if Nick Casario used one of those picks in order to get one of those veteran players who are on the market, especially at a position that you and I have been talking about. This is where Nick Casario should spend most of his money. This is where Nick Casario and his staff should spend most of their time in upgrading. So I, I like it because it finally seems like even though we have the Miko Ryans, by the way, he said he's looking at this as a two-year plan. That's the first time I've ever heard Nick Casario say anything about a two-year plan. As always, we're going to focus on this year and this year alone. But I like the fact how you brought in the Miko Ryans, and it seems like this team is finally going to go from step one of a rebuild that they've been in over the last, what, two to three years, that they're finally going to make that transition into in, that jump into the um, second phase of this rebuild. Absolutely. Another takeaway that I have from Nick Asirio, because I know we're going to get into some Brandon Cook's talk, but hmm. how do you think the game has changed and how does that factor into your evaluation process? An amazing question, by the way. And I think this is the quote that will, you know, we will be able to judge Nick Asirio on during the rest of his tenure here, which may not see the full tenure of D'Amico Ryans. As my man Brandon K. Scott said, the next time somebody get fired, it won't be the head coach. Hmm. So in response to that, he said, it's a space game. Really, it's a multiple receiver, multiple defensive back game. Continue it by saying, I don't know the percentages. You guys can really look it up, but probably around 70% nickel defense has been played. Nobody plays base defenses anymore, right? Continue with how do you handle the different personnel grouping so you're trying to defend space horizontally and vertically, and teams are going to try to do a really good job of implementing some of the same concepts in college to our game. Trying to stay ahead of some of those trends. The league is constantly evolving. We have to evolve on our end as well, how we evaluate players, how we evaluate what we want to put a premium on, and all of those types of things are relevant. Now, the reason why I think this is the quote that we should judge Nick Casario on for the next two seasons or during the rest of his tenure here in Houston is simply because he knows his team has been bad with depth and statistically some of the worst defenses in the past couple of seasons. Listen, 170 yards rushing allowed in 22, 142 in 2021, 160 before that. During Casario's tenure so far, the Texans have ranked 29th, 26th, and they improved last season uh, with 15th in third down defense. A large part of hiring D'Amico Ryans was not only because he was the hottest coach on the market, but he and Casario clicked whenever they discussed what this team should look like defensively and on the offensive side of the ball, what that vision is. And now I think that vision coincides with one another. So that exact quote is what we should really judge Nick Casario by because now you have the man – to create this vision uh, that you've been having since you got to Houston, but will you be here to see it through? That's the importance of it. Even offensively, adding the likes of Coach Laser, uh, Shane Day, giving them weapons, multiple receivers, mm. giving them the weapons that they need, building depth, and seeing this team play competitive football offensively. That is what he wants to do. That is the quote we should judge him on. And from now, moving forward through the draft, through free agency, helping build this team throughout this season, I'm going to always come back to that. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk a lot about the mobile game app on this show. Now it's your turn to compete. 
You have a dream of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? Your dream can come true. This game is definitely for you. You will manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, lead your team to glory, trying to build a dynasty. Hire the right coaches and coordinators. Trade for players. Navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft and all of the ups and downs of a season. The best part about this game is it's completely free and playable offline, on the go, when you go, as you go, whenever you want to. It's up to you. I would like to text the listeners, get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. That's locked on in all caps, so make sure you check it out today. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty now. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there in the Texan Spaces world. It's been kind of crazy as of late, but I think <laughs> better days are on the horizon. Before we talk about Brandon Cooks, another quote that I loved from Nick Casario that we probably should expand on later is, um, you know, he mentioned how many times a year or two after free agency, the, there's the greatest player free agent signing ever. And then a year, they're cutting the player. I think that's very important to talk about. So we'll save the rest of that for later. But Brandon Cooks, the Houston Texans will go and get your boy up out of here, Cody. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to say. They go, go and get him out of here. <laughs> um, uh, Nick Casario did mention that um, they are going through the process of trying to meet his trade request. Multiple teams in the M- NFC. AFC are interested in Brandon Cooks right now per league sources per Aaron Wilson. And they've been having respectful dialogue between the two parties in terms of Brandon Cooks and uh, Nick Asirio in the front office. Uh, my, my thoughts about this is going to be short and sweet. Nick Asirio is going to do the same thing with Brandon Cooks as he did with uh, Deshaun Watson. He's going to wait and strike hot. When the best deal is on the table this offseason, you may look at it and say, man, you really should have made that deal in the during the season where you could have got mm-hmm. maybe back uh, um, maybe better for his value at the time from, from Dallas. I think Green Bay is on the table. But I think Dallas, if I remember correctly, was the main team that really wanted Cooks. You probably should have, you know, traded him then, but you can't live in the past. So moving forward, there, there are going to be teams out there that really could use a Brandon Cooks. And the best part about Brandon Cooks is there's no trade clause. So hmm. if there's a team that comes calling and it's in benefit, you know, it's more in the favor of Houston and it benefits Houston more than Brandon Cooks. Yeah, well, I can see Nick Casario saying, thank you for your services. We appreciate you. This is where we're going to send you. This is where we're getting back. Uh, unless we play you again, sayonara, see you. Don't let the good Lord uh, – no, uh, hit you. Don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split. You. So, um, smart move. And, and Brandon Cooks has been a pro about this. Uh, outside of you know the tweets during this entire offseason, uh, he's been he's been solid on his behalf. I think Nick Casario in the front office, like they mentioned, have already been working towards getting that deal done to get him out of here. Yeah, and. It's the right move to do. You know, a couple of weeks ago, and I came on the show and told you guys that I was told by a source that 
you know, players on the Houston Texans side was trying to talk Brandon Cooks into giving it one more year with the franchise, you know, especially given the hiring of the Miko Ryans. However, John, um, the one thing that I did not like about that and the one thing that I'm happy for now that we have had an opportunity to hear from Nick Casario is the fact that they are giving D'Amico Ryans a, a, a 100% clean slate, especially considering everybody's favorite statement that he said at his introductory press conference that he does not want any type of blood-sucking vampires, whether it's on the coaching staff or players within the locker room. And when you take a look at Brandon Cooks, yes, this could have been an opportunity for him and the organization to mend their relationship um, like they had an opportunity to do with Laramie Tunsil last offseason. However, during the whole trade deadline, as you alluded to, everybody know the story. Um, I think it was just too much going on, especially the I covered up for lies for so long type of tweets that he put out. Um, with that being said, John, you also got to take a look into consideration that departing from Brandon Cooks when it happens is going to give the Houston Texans an opportunity to truly go out there and find a new number one wide receiver, which means whether it be with the number 12 pick or with the, what is it, 32, 33? 33. With the 33 pick, you're definitely going to see the Houston Texans um, select a wide receiver who has the potential to be your number one um, target, um, not just for 2023, but hopefully beyond with your new quarterback. But the only concern that I have is whether or not Nick Casario kind of missed a, a, a window of opportunity of actually getting the most, if not more, for Brandon Cooks's um value because i, I think if, if he would have moved on from brandon cooks at the trade deadline you always look at me when, when when i say this but i think probably at best they could have got a second round if not a second round i think the general public believes he could have been at least a third round pick however everyone has seen that this year um and you called it everyone has seen that this year that brandon cooks has taken a step back um he is no longer a team's number one um, wide receiver like he's been on several occasions. However, I do believe that the the best thing we can hope for is for a team that 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 that's on the cups of winning a championship um that needs like a second target in their system um and they're basically willing and can afford to give up a third maybe a fourth round pick and maybe Nick Casario could package, package that with another pick in hopes of moving up in the drafts or you know making a move for another young prospect that they that they can utilize in their rebuild but you guys know me b cooks was one of the homies i say about final goodbyes in january because i knew it was a long shot that he wasn't going to be here um for this upcoming season but i think it's just best for this organization um especially considering that it seemed like every time the texans brought in a new regime rather it was nick casario um the last two coaches it was always like some old carryover that they always had surrounding the organization. Now, all of that drama and nonsense gone. Do the same for D'Amico Ryans to get Brandon Cooks up out of here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you've new, if you've never tried FanDuel, if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with the $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. 
So football fans, don't miss out. NBA fans, don't miss out. MLB fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get a $150 uh, free bets and free bets credit, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. Thank you for sticking around to this point of the show with us because now we got to talk about free agency. We mentioned mm. quarterback position and Case Keenum as a possibility. Mm. Cody not split hairs on that one. However, <laughs> I don't think nobody will split hairs on the fact that Houston desperately and definitely need to upgrade their running back position. Free agency along with the draft, of course, but free agency is where you can bring in a vet that has some NFL experience around the league and can probably play in any you know system. Mainly running backs can. So for today, the running back position is what we're talking about. Cody, let's go ahead and dive into it. Yes, sir. And the running back to who I think the Houston Texans should invest in during free agency this year is Dante Foreman, a former member of the Houston Texans. And the reason why I picked Dante Foreman is because when you take a look at the backfield, the Houston Texans desperately need a running back who can take the helm as this team's number two running back. And when you take a look at Dante Foreman, um, he had the opportunity to prove that not just in 2021, but also in 2022. In 2021, he stepped up as this team's as the Tennessee Titans backup running back when Derrick Henry ran down. He finished the season with 566 rushing yards, three touchdowns this past season when the Carolina Panthers moved on from Christian McCaffrey, trading him to San Francisco. He stepped up as that team as that team backup and most reliable running back. Finished with a career high 914 yards with five touchdowns. And when you take a look at what Dante Foreman can provide, whether he is the number two running back entering the game that you're going to utilize him on situational purposes or knock on wood, if you're starting running back, i.e. Damian Pierce get hurt, you still have a really valuable and really reliable vet that you can rely upon to kind of keep your head above waters. And, you know, for those of you guys who don't remember, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure some of you guys do, but Dante Farmer was a third round pick for the Houston Texans in 2017. Did not get a, a true opportunity, but that was during the whole Bill O'Brien reign. It seemed like if your name wasn't Deshaun Watson or, or maybe Justin Reed or whatever the case might be, you already know Bill O'Brien for, for some odd reason or another did not like playing um, rookies and players that was in their second or third year. Um, Dante Foreman, you know, was part of that. Not only that, in his last year, I believe it was in 2019, he sustained an ACL injury. But as I just mentioned, uh, he did a great job reestablishing himself, reestablishing his career. Now, when you take a look at fact, take a look at the fact that there is a new regime, especially a coach DC John, as you always like to say, development coach Dante Foreman. His age matched with the um, Texans. Texans rebuilding plan. He's in his mid twenties, uh, mid to late twenties as of right now. And not only that, you're looking at a veteran. Everyone knows how much I appreciate the fact of a of, of a rebuilding team like the Texans getting their young, promising players, i.e., Damian Pierce, a veteran that they can lean upon. And and also, you know, signing Dante Foreman isn't going to you know break the market for for the Houston Texans or anything like that. I think it'll be best you bring him in on a, a two-year deal and, you know, just let him take the helm as your team's number two running back. 
Boy, did Bill O'Brien. <laughs> he was terrible with talent. I mean. With young talent. I mean, he, you know, I'm looking at a Braxton Miller. That didn't work out. That didn't work out. Uh, by the way, DJ Rita is a fifth round pick. What a steal. Uh, hmm. Jalen Strong didn't work out. Deontay Foreman didn't work out. Um, Kiki QT didn't work out. No, that was my guy right there. <laughs> Shout out to Duke Edge Foreman. He was playing in the XFL. He just got hurt again on his Man. first play uh, in the 2018 draft. He was a player that I thought he should. You know what I thought the, uh, Duke Edge could be like? The eventual what uh, Ogbo Okoronko is right now for Houston. Charles O'Mini, who didn't work out, and I don't, I don't think that was all on Bill O'Brien. But uh, man, I mean, then you look at the, the 2020 draft, it, that was just terrible. <laughs> a lot of Isaiah players Coulter. did not work Remember out. Him, oh, uh, John, and Reed. John Reed, <laughs> Javier Posey didn't work out. Keyshawn Martin didn't work out. Anyways, when you look at the running back <clears throat> pool for free agents, free agency, um, there are some guys here that can help Houston out, man. And Cody Deontay Foreman is one of those players that, again, didn't work out in his initial stop in Houston. But I would wonder if he would be open to coming home now that there's a Demigo Ryan's in, as your coach, mm-hmm. Nick Serio in the front office, and it's not Bill O'Brien trying to wear all these hats at one time and, and screwing up on each and every one of them, right? So I'm not mad at Deontay Foreman. I don't know if Carolina lets him go. I think they may get a deal done with him to keep him home. Him and Chuba Hubbard, Cuba Hubbard, excuse me, played very good together. Mm-hmm. When when McCaffrey went down, they was able to kind of make a push at it. Towards the end of the year, when they almost made the playoffs and went by winning that division, you got guys in this pool like Dearness Johnson, Jeff Wilson, who I mentioned before, I think would be a good signing for Houston. Miles Sanders is also an unrestricted free agent. I don't know if Miles Sanders' timeline fits with what Houston maybe nah, want to do right Miles now. Miles got Miles got a taste of that that Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So, you know, yeah, like like Chris Paul say, I, I'm I'm addicted to playing in championships games. Which somebody else responded, I'm glad he had an opportunity to beat his addiction. <laughs> but he might get it back this year. Who knows? <laughs> you got listen. He may with with KD. You got Raheem uh, Mostert. Jamal Williams out of Detroit, he's an unrestricted free agent. Kareem Hunt is the guy. Uh, he'll be 28 Ooh. by the time the season starts. I don't know about um, Kareem. No, only, nearly had 500 rushing yards last year, 195 receiving yards last year, four touchdown totals. And we know that Nick Chubb up in, in Cleveland is just a dog. So he's really a number one running back. You only need a number mm-hmm. two behind him. Uh, and I think they missed a window of opportunity with Kareem Hunt and Duke and, and uh Nick Chubb, uh, what they could be possibly able to do. That window was with Baker Mayfield. That window is officially mm. closed. The, the Deshaun Watson era is in Cleveland, and I don't think that Kareem Hunt plans lined up with what the Browns want to do. So I look at a hunt where you, you, you get Kareem Hunt as a possibility or Jeff Wilson. Those guys can come in and immediately make an impactful contributions to this uh, running back depth. Depth chart and backfield. You also know who's a free agent? Who? It's gonna be 33 when the year starts. Who? Sexy Rexy. Rex Burkhead. <laughs> Retire. Retire. If D'Amico Ryans can talk, Nick Casario 
And to letting him go, he already got my vote for coach of the year. It That's the one of the main things. There shouldn't be no talking to let it happen. Why this is he? Why has he not post his announcement about his retirement? I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm starting to get the, John. There's the no way in post. hell. I need the Rex Burkhead Instagram post in black and white with the sun behind him and the caption. I did everything I could. Now it's time for me to do other things. Some, some deep like that. You need to announce that to him to get up out of here. He's you need retirement. that because he was valuable for your favorite team in the Patriots. No, Us I, down I, here I, in the I, I really, we don't need really. no damn post. Just say I'm done, and that's it. Don't <laughs> just. Oh my God, I can't. I'm telling D'Amico, if you're listening, talk Nick Asirio into not letting Rex Burkhead come back. If you do, you automatically have my vote for Coach of the Year. Plain and simple. It's crazy <laughs> to even think he got to talk him into doing it. Oh, Thank you, guys. By the way, Justin Jackson, uh, also from Detroit. Man, he had some good games for Detroit last season. I don't know how Houston I think Justin would, feel. would be a good fit. A good fit for Houston. You know, he's uh, right now he'd be twenty seven by the time the you know the season starts. Um, you know, it maybe could be a good fit, good third back. We, we'll see, man. I think Houston will still address the running back position in the draft during some of those later rounds. Thank you, guys, for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texas podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. And subscribe to the Locked On Texting YouTube page. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.